What's going on? It's the Air Force Veteran Intel Specialist, the one you call on when you need to get the job done, and your friendly neighborhood Red Dog, and you are checking out the Three Count Podcast. Well now, you guys have been with me for a Quite some time now, and you guys know who this is. I'm Clifford Red Dog. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, the guys that you can see here have been from SCWA. They have been at ACW. They have been at Eclipse. They have been at AWA. They have been at C3. They've been at so many promotions. They've held multiple titles because, you know, that's just who they are. They just go around and beat people up because that's, that's what's in their name. But... Here with me today is one of my favorite tag teams. That is Static Age. You see him, Mad Max Morrison, River the Sicko Pad. They are here. You guys, what's up? I'm trying what's to. Up? I'm trying to see if I can get my eyeballs to like tie into a knot, like inside my head. <laughs> it feels like it, but I don't think it's working. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Thank you guys for coming on the show. Oh, we're glad to be here. Thanks for having us, buddy. God, yeah, it feels so, like I haven't seen you in like what, like what, three, four weeks, maybe? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny though because like uh, like we've we've had you guys on individually, right, on the show, and we've we've had these like cool discussions and stuff like that on Now in Ring, which you guys can go check out. Um, but getting you guys together as a tag team, like this is a first for us, so it's kind of cool that we get to have you guys on our show and we get to talk about we get to talk about something that we deeply, deeply love. In, in the sport of pro wrestling. So, uh, Max, I have told this story on numerous episodes of the podcast, right? I never talked about who it was that kind of kept me in this. In this. And I, I really want to bring this on a, on, a, on a super, not on a down note, on a really uplifting note. But I talked about it like I had ran a practice match with you uh, back in, I think it was like May of... 2020 right we had just mm-hmm. came out of, like the pandemic we opened up some, some stuff and you and i kind of had a session and like i just thought i was like you know what i came out here <laughs> i gave it i gave it the old college try and it really it probably is just not for me and i legitimately thought about it i was like yeah i'm like i might just just hang this up and not not follow through but then a couple weeks later we brought you on our podcast we had you on now in turn ring and you had told the story about like how you just didn't give up and that things aren't, you're not meant to give up and you got to keep following through everything and things will click. You just got to keep persevering through like all the stuff that you're going through. And I remember that moment, like talking to you about it and telling you like, dude, like I almost quit like a couple of weeks back and you have been just like nothing but positive and you've been like such a great friend to me and a great mentor. But I wanted to personally, like, come on the show and, like, thank you for, like, just keeping that, like, energy and keeping that same upbeatness and, like, helping me continue to evolve and grow in this sport. Dude, and I'm telling you, you're coming you're coming along leaps and bounds from the first time I'd seen you when we squared up that time you're talking about. But really, it's... <sighs> It's just like anything else, man. It's just you got to work at it. And that's that's the beauty of what we do. It's just the learning never stops. <laughs> and you just got to stay persistent 
to get what you want out of it. You know? Yeah. It's it's been like it's been one of those things, man, where like I looked at it, man, and this past January I was like, dude, like I have I have eclipsed a two year mark and like just starting to train, right? And I mean, technically, I think most people count by the time that you have your first show, which is fine. That's 18 months then. But mm-hmm. it was it, it was something crazy to me to think about, like, dude, I've been doing this for two years now. And like, <laughs> I could not believe, like, how fast it went by. And then, like, how cool, like, all the great people I've got to meet and I get to really bounce off of. Because, like, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have met River. And River's been one of those guys that's, like, in my ear that's like, hey, man, like, this is what we're doing. This is how you get to keep, keep evolving, keep changing and persevering and pushing through like all the little tiny hurdles. And like we ran our episode two and I was like, damn dude, like static age is a bunch of badasses, but they're also carrying badasses. We don't like people to know that we give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't say how many you gave. I just said, there's one out there. <laughs> it's for me, but that's it. <laughs> but I'm just curious, man, like, and this goes for you too, or you can, you can answer into this question too, but like, so knowing that like I'm going into my second year, right. If you hadn't met me, right. And we never had these discussions and you had asked me like how long I had been in the sport. And I had mentioned that I was like, well, I'm just over two years. Like, what are some of the things that you're looking for to see from that wrestler? And then what are the things that you're looking for that person to grow in? I I look at it. Um, I think fundamentals are key for any wrestler. You, you gotta, you gotta get good at the fundamentals. You, you, you got to, um, for like being in as long as you have, you should have fundamentals down and you should, you should have an idea on, you should start learning ring psychology. I, I mean, sometimes it, t- it takes a while to really break it down and, yeah, you but, know, I'm but, still learning. There's so many different ways to do things, but that's where you you should really be soaked into trying to hone your craft on telling a story. Yeah, in two years, you've you've likely locked up with enough people to like kind of get a feel for different styles and things and different ways of storytelling. At that point, you know you know how to bump, you know the moves, you, you goddamn better. Like yeah, if if you and and that's what and that's what I would expect. I'd expect you to know how to do do the fundamental moves, the fundamental wrestling that goes on you know and being able to do it fairly well um is that with everybody no but that's where probably i mean i think that's a good start plus i know we hold you to a higher standard now too cliff i mean not just because you're our buddy but too because we know whose name is stamped on you you know so we gotta ride you and make sure that you're doing things right yeah i mean that's yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, I feel like when I'm, like, in, like, being in the ring, like, with you, it was funny because, like, you were the first person that, like, I had next next to sick in, right, at the first show. You were the first person I met, and you had, like, this awesome presentation of, like, you had all your, your posters, you had all your stuff laid out, all your merchandise, and I was like, that dude's a star, and I don't want to go talk to him because they're very intimidating. And then, like, walking up and meeting you and, like, I bought your shirt, which coincidentally, just full transparency to the people, uh, it's January 31st. I was wearing Max's shirt yesterday. Oh, man. I was doing, I was, uh, I didn't think on another TikTok, you can actually see that I'm wearing your t-shirt as I'm doing the, the news report. 
Um, oh, dude, and then we and then we had that moment where we locked up for the first time, and then you everything changed, and you thought to yourself, "What a fucking mark this guy is." Yep, one hundred percent, Every person he, he looked at you and went, "God damn, kid." Jesus Christ, who trained you, man? I need to I need to start learning from you, man. <laughs> like this like Max looked at me and he was like, This kid is is, is the drizzling shits. Like we, he just shouldn't be in this ring at all. <laughs> like, like, yeah, oh, he can do man. that weird flip bump, but that is like the only thing he's got going for him. Yeah, dude, dude, I swear you were like the king of the weird flip bumps, man, dude. Could you <laughs> seriously like launch yourself like a fucking missile when you do all this shit in training it's it's hilarious to watch because you're always like pushing yourself like mr perfect style you're just like oh that bump oh fuck watch this hold my drink <laughs> well <laughs> you just somehow funny. just like managed to like land all the way across the ring or do some some like one or two rotations more than everybody else <laughs> it's so <laughs> awesome really <laughs> The one that always trips me out, right, is – and it's it's weird because we're talking about learning bumps and that you should know all your bumps, right? And it's funny because, like, I've – I cracked down on myself so much about, like, hitting the bumps, hitting them at the right times, when, when they're supposed to happen, and then, like, how to make it, like, bigger. And, like, I think everybody finds it crazy that I'm just, like, so willing to go out and throw, like, a choke slam bump or do a dojo bump if you guys want to know what it's really cool. But to just go out and just do it willingly – and not for anything, just what? do the training. A dojo bump. Please enlighten me. I've never heard of this one. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's. I've heard it called that from like a choke slam bump, just oh. where people, you know, you just jump as high as you can and just land flat on your back. And it. I can honestly say I've never had to jump on a choke slam. Usually, if I take it, the motherfucker's big enough to lift me. <laughs> it's, yeah, <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> I've only taken like one or two, but yeah. I've taken I've taken two, one successfully and one not successfully. Oh man. It wasn't my fault. Okay. Well, okay, I'm gonna take I'll take heat. I'll take I'll take the rap for the first one. The second one that was in that same segment was not my fault. And then the one I did actually took one at one CW. Which looked hilarious because Oh man, I'm sorry to even bring it up. Is it that Rob Fury one? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> oh man. That's for another time and another story. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure most of the people, if they've paid attention to now entering a ring, you're gonna know that story by now. Dude, I'm pretty sure everybody that comes on here like on this show knows about that. <laughs> you would be surprised like how many people like I'll be there and I'll say uh I'll be like um like yeah, so you know, this one time I was at SWF at at, at Shockwave. They're like, that was you. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. Like, people still people still talk to me about it. Like, crazy enough, I was at a I was at an event and somebody asked me to jump on their because they had like a traveling podcast, twenty three hundred podcasts actually. Uh, shout out to them. But they 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 were like, hey, they're like, hey, Red Dog, come talk to us really quick. And I was like, sure, whatever. Sat down and they introduced me, and then they are like, "Hey, so what happened at SWF?" And I was oh, like, man. "That was the first question you're gonna ask me." They're like, "Well, we just wanted to address the elephant in the room." I was like, "We have a whole cage match going on. Like, why are we talking about me?" But yeah, to hear more people like find out that that was me, or even going back to SWF, I didn't. I don't think I've told the story. I went back, and people were like. Oh, you're the dude from Shockwave. Hey, let me ask you a question. 
how much of that was a work and how much of that was shoot because we couldn't tell the way everything was being sold. I was like, well, one, thanks for the, the compliment, but two, everything what, after the chair the shot. <laughs> but yeah i was like yeah everything everything that chair shot and after that was all that was all shoot um but yeah no i i I think about it too right like i really want to push myself and 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 get more into it i know um recently i had my finals for um kayfabe junkies tournament and uh nick really like came to me and uh he was like dude like way to start incorporating ring psychology because like obviously like I hurt my shoulder in the match and like he's like you just kept selling it and pushing for it and I have to remember that like constantly and I want to know like what do you guys find that like difficult at times to do like to to remember like oh shit I gotta sell this though when see no because that was that was such a big thing when I was training and coming in bump sell feed you know that's 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 what it was based off of, you mm-hmm. know. So, and the guys I was around down in Virginia and everything, that's, you know, all the veterans there. That was a big thing to sell, bump, sell, feed, bump, sell, feed, you know. Dude, and the thing is, me and River were learning around a lot of the same guys, man. And they, if you weren't bump, sell, feed and doing it right, man, old Ray Storm would take you to the woodshed and you sure as hell learn how to do it right. <laughs> yeah, but like that, that was – that was big, you know, so that, that was, uh, selling is my favorite thing to do, man. It's all mine too. Like it, it is, it's it, to me, it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's just, it's fun selling. Like I love, I love it. I do. As much as I love dishing out punishment, man, I love taking it too. That shit's just yeah, like, I mean, feel alive. I love, I love selling. It's just like, like during like the during a match, like I have a tendency of like forgetting like, oh, this dude, this dude was working on my shoulder. So let me like let me just like dangle it down a little bit Whoa. so it looks like I'm working on it still. You, 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 still hurt. Hurt. you ain't gonna forget what hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it that way. Seriously, is it like is it, does it hurt? Yeah, then fucking hold that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like I get it though, with like you've been wrestling matches for like a year and a half there are going to be things where your emotions are going, your brain's spinning because you're trying to remember what's going on or you're trying to figure out what's going on half the time, you know? So that it, it like, I do understand that. So that will get easier as you more so calm down in the match. Mm. You know, I'll tell you oh, sorry. Fi- find your pacing. I'll tell you, I'll give you a little hint that I started doing cliff that I, this is like, I'm telling the world right now. Dude, I actually wear, um, I give myself indicators, like little cues. I wear cues on my gear to tell me what the fuck side I need to be working on and how I need to get up. <laughs> like, like no bullshit. I wear my fucking, yeah, I fall the fuck down all the time. I usually get up on this arm. So I fucking, I wear the elbow pad on that arm to remind me, oh, go that way. <laughs> I like that though. We go fucking lie, man. Sometimes you got. Sometimes you gotta give yourself little cheat sheets here and there, man. Nobody else has to know. Well, now everybody fucking knows. Yeah, I'm out of myself, goddamn. <laughs> Whatever, man. The Rock was writing all of his promos on his wrist. We know that. Yeah, Bullet points. That. That's <laughs> it, man. Sometimes you gotta give yourself little tips and tricks just to kind of like you know 
to for it to like start to burn into memory you know what i mean because it, it, it's just like even learning your fundamentals even with selling learn to work learn how to work aside eventually just the more practice and repetition it just becomes natural and you just get to a point where you don't even really think about it you just react to the situation okay well and see it's funny too because like uh i get told i get all told all the time now right well i should say all the time but for the majority of time that i'm wrestling i get told like that i die like on selling like i can sell really well but sometimes it looks like i just die you dead sell yeah yeah Yeah, you just lay there remember when you're laying there like this is what sells in wrestling that's what everyone tells you when you're selling your face should be visible you know that's what's that's what's telling the story when you're selling and that's what the people yeah. want to see and want to feel is they want to see yeah. if you're getting your ass beat they want to see you like work your way back up so they can cheer for you everybody says this but watch Ricky Morton back in like he would reach to the crowd and and be like help me and these women would be freaking crying oh man they'd be throwing their like like out. and it's all right here that's what your face should always be visible when you're selling. That's what tells the story. That and that sweet hair. He does have some pretty good hair. Still has good Still hair. Still has great hair. <laughs> Dude, brothers it's, of Silver Fox and killing oh. it, bro. <laughs> it's, it is one of my favorite things to do, though, and I do this now. Like I make it a point to do it in all my matches, and I think it was something that we – so full transfer, everybody else, yeah, we're going to – we talk – sometimes behind the scenes and we actually were critiquing one of my matches but one time i got thrown into the ropes and i did this on a whim actually in the match that we were talking about i reached out to a kid and i was like help me but i had so much fun with it that i started doing it in all my matches and so now like i just do it all the time and i i find it funny because I'm like, I can see like kids were like, I don't want to reach out and tag him in because I'm afraid of getting in this match. Like if he's getting his ass beat, I'm gonna get my ass beat too. And what you're doing with that man is giving these people an experience because you're showing them. It's like you're letting them get involved. It's like I need your help. So they're getting their money's worth. It's something I got told to me yesterday too was that um, yesterday I I I did a, I did a taping for a company and uh, they were like they're like dude and they, they were like they weren't really I, I don't think they were really sold on like who I am right but they knew like who obviously my trainer is right but once they saw me work they were like dude I cannot wait to get you in front of a live crowd they're like if you're selling if you're doing this for one camera. I cannot wait to see what you do in front of a live crowd. It was like, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be an experience. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I totally did. Like, cause you know, I, and I kind of explained that like my, my whole thing is like being like Deadpool and, uh, and kind of like grabbing pieces and working on it. Totally grabbed this dude. This dude, I was trying to tell him to like, get up on like, to get up on four. So I was put him like in a camel clutch, but he, he wasn't really paying attention. So I just grabbed him by the back of the neck and pretend like I was riding like a pony. And I was like, he was like, what the hell? Then he looked up and right when he looked up, <laughs> locked in. Nice. <laughs> Very I nice. Like, dude. I was like, I feel like I have to implement this in my moveset now because that was legit fun. <laughs> Isn't it wild the shit you come up with when you're just having fun? Yes. Which is why, like, 
when I was so when we had Justin Incredible on the show, right? I asked him that question about like because he's like when you're when you're when you're in like my position, right? And I say my position as a kid that's like I don't want to say kid, but as a person, a wrestler that's only been in for like just under two years, he's like, dude, here's what I would challenge you to do. Figure out what the beginning is going to look like. Figure out what the ending is going to look like. And don't call anything else. Just do it on the fly. He's like, and I promise you, you're going to have so much more fun. And I was like, cool. I was like, well, I know you're doing really like three spots. I was like, cool. So let's just, we'll find a way to implement them in and then we'll just go. And that's how I've done it. And it's been like, it's been awesome to just like run whatever we're doing. Well, that's where you get the raw emotion from. It's organic. It's because you're feeding off them because you don't, you're not running through a choreographed or, or a spot for spot thing. You know, you, you're, you're allowing things to happen. That's, that's how we do it. We, you know, you figure out so much and then it's like, all right, everything else, we'll just see how it goes. And sometimes things get called. Sometimes they don't. And that's but the problem too with calling, with calling so much is then you end up forgetting shit. Yeah. Well, I like I like the, I like the the story side of wrestling. It should be a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to I don't want to like map everything out because there's no to me it just doesn't it's not how I can't remember everything. First off, you know, but I like to see how things happen. That's just how my how I am in the ring, though, as well. Another thing for me, even is like if calling all this stuff and putting a match together. How do you know what the people are going to be into, man? When you put it, when you put it all together in the back, you can't really include the audience all that much because then they may or may not react to your stuff. So you're going to have to pick up on the fly at that point anyway, try to bring them back. So it's always trying to keep that in mind too. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And that's why like I wanted to start this show, right? Like this version, because like somebody brought it to me that was like uh like a college course. And I was like, well let's call it two oh one and we're gonna evolve and we're gonna make it bigger and we're gonna talk about it like how how people evolve. And this is like the kind of stuff that I like like hearing about too. So full for everybody at home. These are the kind of conversations we have behind the camera. Like when we're not doing We're always in the business, I guess, kid. What the f- yeah. Dude, seriously, Ray Storm would just whoop your ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's why I'm not one of his students. <laughs> you ain't gotta be one of his students. Dude, Griff would tear you up, man. How dare how Griff. dare you? Oh, I love Griff. I love Griff. Oh, yep. I miss Griff. If you ever get, oh man, we got a guy from back home. He's part of the Golden Pinky Society with Benjamin Banks, Diamond Victor Griff. Man, oh, my brother is like the embodiment of pro wrestling, like what it is. <laughs> we did a, uh, back in the day, this place we used to work, Fusion, would do this random like tag lottery. Okay. And it, and it was completely random. And I remember me and him got paired up. We called ourselves Diamond Inc. Griff's a great friend of mine. Oh, dude, it, it was it was one of my favorite memories in wrestling was getting to pair up with him, and I got a few pictures from it. So, oh, dude, the first time I ever locked up with DVG, it was it was for SPW. I think it was in sixteen. It was either fifteen or sixteen, and it was my first fair show in Dinwiddie, and it was me and the Denny's versus uh, Pain and Suffering. It was him, Asafi, and somebody else, and. Griff says, watch the cutter. 
He comes in for the diamond cutter. I did the complete opposite and fucking dug. Brother <laughs> shot past me. <laughs> Brother went to throw it, shot past me, landed flat on his ass. I was like, yeah, I missed him. That's right. I didn't get, he didn't get me. And then I look over at Sean Danny. Sean Danny's like, uh, mate, you need to look behind you. And, and Griff just, he's got this look in his eyes and he's fuming because nobody, nobody makes a mess of cutter. And I go, oh, fuck, time stood still for a minute. And I was just like, what do I do? Sean says, tag out, mate. <laughs> that was one of my rookie mistakes from when... <laughs> yeah when somebody's yeah when somebody tells you something make sure uh you guys are speaking the same language otherwise you get you get little fuck ups like that <laughs> your life could depend on i could i know the look you're talking about too i've seen it before you probably got a lot of it too Could... <laughs> yeah but he didn't try and kill me he likes me so, yeah, this is when I was just first starting to get no grip, man. But it wasn't until like maybe about a year or so later after noise pollution was doing its thing that uh, Griff started coming around. Now I get like happy birthdays and Merry Christmases from him and shit. Oh, Griff's great, man. <laughs> Love that guy. I feel like that's how it is, though. Like in the sport is like you meet that one person and you're always like intimidated to kind of go talk to him. But then like once you talk to him, like the next few times, like you just start cracking the wall and then you're like, having these full-fledged conversations, and then they're, you know, like, yeah. you know, wishing you Merry That's Christmas. It. That's correct, <laughs> yeah. It is, man, because it, it's 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 wild just seeing the other side of people because you got these vicious killers that turn out to be big-ass teddy bears and shit. It's like, <laughs> it makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> he, he's probably going to be mad that I say this, but uh, I, I genuinely love – Whenever I get to see Beastman, like I genuinely get so excited because, like, the first wrestling show I was at, he was the first wrestler who came up and talked to me and was like, Hey, what's your name? Like, what do you do? What, you know, it's glad to see that you're here. And we had a full conversation. And the next time I saw him, uh, we were in, in Glen Burnie, Maryland, and I was in the ring and I was doing some training stuff. And I saw him and I jumped out of the ring jumped over the guardrail and into him <laughs> and he just caught me and he's like what's up and i was like it's so good to see you and i was like i feel like a child just sitting in another man's arms like this and uh i remember from that point on i was i told i told sick and i was like dude no matter i don't know when i don't know where but i want to work a match with beast man and i whenever it happens right and just so happened last year i got that opportunity and I got to tell him the story about, like, one, like, I had him on the podcast, but, two, I got to tell him the story about, like, how, like, I wanted this so bad. I was like, I, I don't care about what happens. I was like, win or lose. I was like, I won because I got to wrestle a dude that I legitimately told my trainer I'm going to work this dude. Hey, I said, Red Dog, let me ask you a question, man, because I know you are, like, the mercenary. Yeah. And I know you, you know, you've got a way about you, man. I know this. I've seen it. You've worked. You've worked it on me, and I don't. I still don't fucking understand. So here's my question. Okay, so how are you able to pull all this out of the caveman from West Virginia? Because brother don't even talk English. Brother literally doesn't even know. Like he came and string like four words together. He tried to kill me with his ass. He tried to kill me with his ass. Dude, I'm surprised you didn't make wear that bone like a popsicle stick. Right, it almost worked. Right between a turnbuckle and my head. Yeah. Telling you. 
I didn't There's say. There's a picture on Facebook. I really like you, dude. I don't know what you did to win him over, man, because. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say that. I I saw him try to eat a child once. I, I, listen, the way he spoke to me was in physical love. Okay. I don't know how, like, I don't know how you guys handle it, but I took, I took a body splash and I was like, hugs. There's all that mind cloth, man. Red dog was done. I was, I was. flipping that mind cloth and he was hooked. Yep. That's what it was. I was like, this dude, I got it. Listen, man, when he came out with the, when he came out with the bone, I was like, this is my kind of guy. <laughs> and then, like, he did the, the, the cannonball, and I was like, this is awesome. And I realized yeah, that he cannonball haunts River's dreams, man. <laughs> he almost killed me. Dude, I know where you've been. Because <laughs> I thought to myself, I was like, this man can get really high in the air. I was like, I don't know where he's laying. Oh, shit, he's laying on me. <laughs> I just remember him coming towards me, and I was like, oh, shit. To the uh, guardrail online. What's that? What's that? Do, you see, do you see that video clip of uh, Beastman doing that cannonball with somebody on the guardrail? No. Yes. I I mean, he, took out, he took out like a whole city block. Good <laughs> Brother moved out of the way, and he knocked into the guardrail and took out like the front eight rows. <laughs> I saw him when he was at uh he was at he was working Warriors of Wrestling and poor stagehand was just sitting sitting in a chair not paying attention and here comes a giant cannonball. <laughs> That's the one. That's the yeah. one. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I was like that poor man. Dude, he's very smushed that kid. <laughs> I hope somebody got in touch with his parents, man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest though, because if I was the lawyer for that kid, uh, I'm not writing a letter to Beastman. Not in that new getup he's got. No, dude, I would, <laughs> I, would get, I would. You know who you hire for that? You get Clarence Mason because he can handle anything. <laughs> Bets. Uh, you want to get out of trouble? You get Clarence Mason, man, for the right amount of money. He get he get you uh, off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm curious, man, like you guys have been tagging for a while together and you guys have a kid hit the road. Like, I guess what I'm looking for too, because like I, I'm a, like, I'm predominantly a singles competitor, but I know like there's plans in the works for me to start working on some tags. And I'm just curious, like, what are you guys just kind of advice would you give to like people who are starting to get into the tag team scene? I think if you really want to be a tag wrestler and like, not just, you know, sometimes you tag at a promotion and that's the only place you'll tag at or something like that. But uh, if you really, you guys got to be on the same page. And you have you guys to. Both, jive. Huh? I said, you guys got to jive first. Of yeah, th- there has to be, you guys really got to have the same kind of path that you're willing to go. I mean, it doesn't have to be the same starting off, but you need, it's a partner. You need a partner. That's that's what you have to look at. Think of it like a relationship, man. Yeah, that's your that's your that's your work wife. You know, not everybody does it. I talk to him every day. First, he's the first person I talk to every morning, every day, and it's always stuff about expanding the Static Age brand, expanding the tag team wrestling because this is this is more than that, you know. Static Age is going to be huge. So we're. We're constantly trying to find the next step to get us where we want to go. 
That's it, man, because the brain never shuts off, dude. We're constantly thinking about what, like, the next three opportunities we can do to get the name out there. Because, I mean, we know how to wrestle, so now it's just getting the getting the static age on the map. And that's another thing you got to think about, too, is just making sure – well, you can't really make sure anything until you try anything, and that's all experimentation. I mean, it is 2022, you know. Nobody's going to really judge, but <laughs> you just got to go out and try some shit, man. Yeah. Try it with their – dude – be be uh be promiscuous with your tag team partners. Try different partners. See what kind of combinations you come up with, and because uh, you got to think about branding yourself too. That's kind of a big deal. You want to make sense, and that's right. been a big thing for me too. Is like I've only had I've had mo- like tag team partners for a specific match or show, but actual long long standing tag teams. I've only had one other. Yeah, he like you know, and that's just, River's all about the monogamy. Yeah, man, I'm all about it. <laughs> but but the the point of that is though is is you got to find if you want the tag thing to work and say that's what you want to decide to do. You want to be a tag wrestler, you know, and you want to take your tag team all over the place. You got to have somebody compatible. Got to have somebody that wants to like do the same stuff, man. You got to yeah. have at least like com- comparable goals. Okay. Like like me and me and River over here, we both came from tag teams because I know I was with Noise Pollution for about three years, and then he was with Sam Bass Outlaw Inc for about what seven seven or eight yeah seven eight years yeah, and even though we both are notable in, in our own right as singles wrestlers, our love and that's one thing that really brought us together mutually was like our love for tag team wrestling, it's something we're both good at. And something, you know, we just thoroughly enjoy. It's just, there's a lot more you can do. And especially when you got a pal you can have fun do it with, man, makes it way more fun. It does. <laughs> that's like one thing. That's why we hold Static Age so near and dear to us, like, personally, because it's just. That's like our baby. Like, we created this. This was, like, when you talk to both of us, you talk to Max first, Static Age was maybe a thought. When you talk to me, we were just starting to really get the ball rolling. You know, this it, it's been fuck all, over a year of just Everybody building, is. building, building, building since we first started bringing up the tag idea. You know, yeah. But to us, that's what we wanted to do. So that's what we put like all our wrestling knowledge, everything that we try to watch in wrestling, figure out. It's tag team oriented. It's yeah, it's wild for me because like I know like. Uh, there's this idea being kicked around and I kind of got, <laughs> kind of got drugged into it. Just, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, yeah, I got drugged into it. Like uh, somebody like hand me a drink and then I was just out and uh, I woke oh, up and they're like, welcome, welcome to our group. <laughs> I got indoctrinated into this group. Um, but, but like, I, I genuinely, cause, cause two other guys, it's no, I make it no secret that Prince Machiavelli and Chaz, like we're all friends behind the scenes, and on on this camera, we we had this show. Um, but uh, are you about to spill some beans? Is this like the big worldwide exclusive right now? No, no, it's just it's 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 my new. But those two those two are my friends, and we're always bouncing ideas off of each other and stuff like that. And you gotta have pals like that in this business, dude. You gotta have people you can bounce ideas off of. Just the creative output is is greater with range. Right. 
I love like I love kicking ideas to people that like <clears throat> don't have an idea of like what I'm talking about and then like seeing them like formulate things because at that point I'm just like yo this is fun because like even when we talked about it right behind the, when we were watching we were watching my footage uh, match and you were like what's going on here I was like yeah this is like Deadpool and once that like opened up everybody was like oh so you're acknowledging things so it's like yeah kind of ah. <laughs> and I feel like now people are starting to see it more and they're like understanding and like they're like all right so he's just gonna be a dick this whole time and <laughs> just make new make things wilder I want I want to see because uh, I see I've seen some of the stuff that Red Dog pulls off where he's doing this fourth wall breaking stuff, you know, he's he's bringing up the metaverse during the wrestleverse. Something I'd like to see him do is see what kind of uh, powers he he possesses, because if he can go past the fourth wall and see things that you know the audience can't i'm curious what other kind of manipulation manipulative tricks he might have up his sleeve like maybe i don't know maybe stop time <laughs> i'm so glad you slow said down. that <laughs> it's it's weird uh, <laughs> okay so let's 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 dive into this we can do this live i don't worry about it but i'm curious because a lot of promoters don't like that like, because they don't know how to do it. <laughs> I mean, they're angry because they, they don't know what they're doing. They, well, okay, so I'll, I'll give a perfect example. know how to stop time comes stop time. I'll, I'll give a perfect example. A lot of people have seen the clips of me doing the gunshots. I got told that it was cute and that I shouldn't do it. It is cute. But I was like... Well, because the problem is you're using these little pea shooters, man. You need to upgrade your artillery, man. You got a fucking bazooka in that thing? Like, seriously, pull a bazooka out your fucking pocket and just go. You know you know what's funny, though, is I thought about, like, because I, because we, we're, we're going to talk about, we're talking about psychology, right? We're talking about the psychology side. And I always thought to myself that for little guys, right, like, I would bust out, I'd bust out the gun, right? Bam, bam, bam. But... For a bigger guy, right, I would bust out the gun, shoot him, and they would be like, what? And, like, they would come after me. I would do another roll. I'd pop back up, and I'd be like, it's time to bring out the big gun. <laughs> and then just, like, fire off. And I thought, like, I was like, that's a great idea. But when I got told, like, it was cute, it kind of deterred me away from wanting to to explore the avenue because I was like, dude, like, I I feel where you're coming from. But it's gotten over with so many people that I don't see it being a problem, especially if I was to do it at a live show. Because another thing I thought about was legitimately, this is one of my favorite ones that I thought about having somebody hold me up like a spine buster, right? But I would be like, pause. And everything is stopped. The breath is, the breath is stopped. The person holding me is stopped. Everybody else is fully aware. And I just look at the crowd and I'd be like, it was at this moment I realized I fucked up and be like, play, bam, get taken with the spine buster down to the ground. And I was like, that's a genius idea. Because like you said, like it would show like I have other things I can do, but I worry about doing those because I would hate to go to the back and be like, you're making a total mockery of our sport. And that's where I'm at with it. 
I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. (laughs) (laughs) You're what's wrong with this business, kid. (laughs) I I, I constantly think of these things I want to (laughs) do. My fault. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but these are these are like I think of like all this random shit that I want to do. Well, well, I'm gonna tell you where you fucked up, man. I'm, I'm gonna tell you where you fucked up first off. Okay. So you where you fucked up is you thought and you stopped working on it. Fuck what other people would say, all right? <laughs> so if you want to try something, because I know I've seen what the red dog can do. If brother wants to stop time and wants to do some shit, dude, learn how to stop time, man. I know other wrestlers. I can I can refer you to some people that know how to stop time and do it well. They can maybe, maybe, just maybe be able to teach you how to do it. I'm definitely calling Chucky e. T because I want to learn how to throw a grenade. <laughs> that's real well man remember when Sean Denny and Mark used to do that shit man they always did some weird shit too like they would stop time and then move people in different places I was in there before is uh, is uh, Jason or something like that I don't remember which Jason in West Virginia some of Jason no Jason the the gimmick it was a Halloween oh, yeah yeah the Murder. Yeah, we did some gimmick with that, and we slowed down time. And shit. I'm so fucking mad. Mark pissed me off so bad because I had an opportunity to be Jason or Freddy that night. And he which wouldn't one, tell me what it was. Which he one said, was I? I don't even remember which one I was. The uglier one. <laughs> but he, but Mark, Mark told me, "Hey, just just say yes or no." It wouldn't tell me what it was because I was a fucking greenie. It said, and when when uh, everything was said, and I was like, "Oh, it was to be one of the monsters." You had your chance. I remember they asked what? me, and they're what? like, what? "They're like, will what? you do this?" And I was like, I was "Ah, so fucking man." <laughs> I was like, ah! See, I I didn't even want to do it. I was like, "Ah, all right." You they're like, "It'll be fun." I would have known. I would have took your spot in a heartbeat. It wasn't bad. It was easy because all I did was all I did was take a couple bumps. So what we've established so far is that don't don't ask too many questions. Just accept the role and don't stop doing whenever you think of something fun. Uh, just do it. Yeah, just do it. My whole thing is is as long as you ain't hurting nobody, go ahead out and try it. And if they're like, "Hey, don't do that shit again," then it is what it is. But. Mm-hmm. Something like that's in it to me. I'm not big on that type of comedy shit. I'll, I'll be straight up with you, but there are a lot of people that are. Oh, I love that, and shit. I'm aware of that. So, like, I don't care. It's not my thing, but still, with shit like that, if you're gonna do it, just do it. Dude, Seymour Snot used to grab me by the nose and lead me around like every time we fought. See, I don't think no, not like that. Like that's funny because there's actual physical contact. Like oh, you're talking, about the, down, you're talking about like the slow, Invisible Man shit. Slowing down and shit like that. Yeah, it's just Pandora. always. But, I mean. Dude, fuck mimes. A lot of people like that shit, though. So, I mean, that's cool. You ain't going to get it from me, but you could get it from you. 
right? <laughs> right? That's why there's not you, Cliff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. So yeah. that's what, you know, hey, there's Brian, something man. for everybody, man. Yeah, I think about it. And that's why I was like, I play with the idea like all the time. Like I just randomly, like, let's be real. Like we just talked about right earlier, like we were talking about in that match I had yesterday, I legitimately took a dude down and he wasn't moving. So I was like, all right, man, you, you the pony today. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> dude, you sounds like you was the booty warrior. Yep, and that's what happens. Let me tell you but, something, Chris Handsome. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just funny because I was like, all right, I'm gonna think about this on the fly. I was like, if I get in trouble for it, whatever. But funny enough, the promoter was like, That's really funny. He's like, I really like what you're doing. I was like, Oh, I'm on the right path. So now my character could totally oh, break man. everything. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny you could start even doing you could even set it up. You can even set it up where you can be like, look, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. The choice is yours. Then once they make their choice, then you let them have it. <laughs> and River River looks kind of confused. You ever you all you ever watch the you ever watch the boondocks? No. Oh, there's a brother that was going by the booty warrior, and all he wanted was booty, and he didn't care how he got it. I remember at uh, New, Preston Quinn cut this promo. He said, I'm a booty warrior. I ain't here to play with little boys' butts. I'm here to whoop a man's butt. Said that shit to Bo Crockett in Elizabeth City. Man. (laughs) We can do this the easy way. We can do this the hard way. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, man. And it's 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 funny to think like, and it's funny how you mentioned about like how like the character size is gonna be able to do like all this stuff. And I I, I keep thinking and playing with ideas, and I keep seeing more things. I'm like more stuff that inspires me to want to try stuff. And I'm like, I just I don't know. One part of it is like physically, like some of the things I think of. I'm like, I know I can't do that. Like, there's no way that I'm gonna be able to do like a spinning moonsault and then pretend like I shot someone in the shoulder. <laughs> like, But it's a thought process that runs through my head all the time. Mm. And like, we will figure some of this stuff out. But I, yeah. I laugh about it all the time because I'm like, you know, this, some of the things I could come up with, I'm just like, yeah, physically this is going to be funny. Or like, slowing down stuff or speeding stuff up or like, rewinding shit. I don't know if people know that's something that I've done in a match where I've slammed somebody and I was like, this shit's so nice. We got to do it twice. Hit the rewind. And I want to see somebody rewind an elbow drop from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I won't I believe it until that. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find someone who's willing to take it twice though, like in a row. <laughs> yeah, but like true story though, you just got to have fun and try it. You just gotta try things, like especially where you are in your career right now in your training, is you know developing yourself, figuring out who you know your character. You got your character, but figuring out like what he is, like diving into layers, like developing characteristics, things like that. You don't know until you try, and it's like one of those things where you kind of gotta look to like I don't know the 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 fucking god of creation whatever the hell it is and just open yourself up to try things and just 
sometimes whatever just comes out is what comes out and you just got to run with it. Dude, you get these crazy ideas, dude, try them out. That's what practice is for. And if it don't work, you just either go back to the drawing board and kind of recalculate and figure out how to make it work. Or you just put it away for a little while. Cause that's the other thing too. You might have an idea that might not work now, but who's to say a year down the road, you don't get to a point where you could possibly bring it out. And then you might be further along and the situation might call for that idea you came up with. So you could always set it aside too. It's true. River's like, I don't know what he's thinking of. <laughs> well, I know like with, with me and the wild eyed headbanger, a lot of my shit is like impulsive, but it's like calculated impulsive, you know? And it's, he, I just fight brawl make faces, jump off shit, you know? Like, um, what was it? Thomas Thomas the Train Engine. Everybody's seen Thomas the Train Engine, right? <laughs> Everybody seen that? Yes. That shit, came, that shit came completely random. That shit came completely random, turned into a T-shirt. He's made three appearances on TV. His last appearance was for Grimm's Toy Show, got 30-some-odd thousand views. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> That literally was going into a hardcore match. There was all kinds of gimmicks in the back, and there was a random Thomas head. And I said, I want him. <laughs> Stupid as fuck. But you know what? It was over. The crowd loved it. Got choo-choo chants. All this shit. <laughs> point, point of the story is, it's not a dumb fucking idea until it's a dumb fucking idea. But you never know until you do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild because I love that I love that we're talking about like the character side of things because that's something that like I've thought about and things that I've played with the idea right because like one of the things I want to do is I want to find like that one word that like irks Red Dog but everything I come up with I just start laughing about and I'm like okay that's not a good word we got to find something even more what's that penis <laughs> I was you know what's funny is it made you laugh Got a reaction. <laughs> well, I wanted to be like have someone be like Oklahoma and be like, I hate that word. Like, you hate Oklahoma? I don't know why. <laughs> well, what you do is you get all your opponents to learn the, the the words to the song from Oklahoma the musical and have them start singing the motherfucker until you start seeing red and lay waste to them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will murder you all. <laughs> <laughs> Bring up both big guns this time. <laughs> yeah, but then, then, then as as uh, I'll be watching that and be like, how the fuck does everybody know the words to Oklahoma? I didn't realize it was that popular. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I, do you guys <laughs> off topic, and I don't care. Uh, do you guys ever watch a movie like a dance movie or like a uh, a musical and ever wonder like, how do they know all the words if they're supposed to be random strangers? Oh, uh, they practice during the week, man. <laughs> They get together. It's like those flash mobs where they just send texts to each other and then everybody knows where to be and has an idea what they gotta do. It's just hey, just wear this. Like that's like we were watching Encanto and uh I was like, How do they all know the words? And how are they all dancing in sequence if they're strangers? This blows my mind. Is that a good movie? Because that's on my list, man. We're supposed to watch those with the kids here soon. Oh, I love it. I thought it was a great movie. I heard it was a fun movie. There's supposed to be some muscle check on there that everybody's like kind of making a big deal about. 
Yep, she has an oh. awesome song too. That's what I heard. <laughs> Again, Rivers like, I'm not involved in this. <laughs> I haven't no. seen it. My kids saw it. Which <clears throat> <laughs> is like the random thought. It's like, what? No, I never thought about. How did this? How did the whole high school know this dance sequence when they're all different people? <laughs> it's like, yeah, the word on the street is practice is on Wednesday after <laughs> such and such. <clears throat> Don't tell think, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's that movie, uh, not another teen movie. They had like the big dance number, and like they made it a point to be like. You never thought that every one of one of one of these people are just professional dancers. Like, I was like, that's such a great thing to just throw out there. Um, is the Red Dog going to become a dancer? Yeah, at some point he's going to do something. He's going to break some kind of dance move. Like that's something else. Yo, Mike. So how? Okay, <laughs> your friends that you have that are not attached to the business, right, or the sport, like. Have they ever just like made fun of you because of like the things that you do? Oh yeah, all the time. Okay, good. <laughs> but but it's like at the same time they also know me personally and they look at it, they're one not surprised and two they're just like okay that's fucking awesome you did that but usually there's something tied to it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend recently take one of my photos and. uh Post it in our fantasy football chat group and made it like the chat head photo <laughs> because <laughs> because it's one of the things I like right so I get someone gets a waist lock on me and you remember how Big E used to do that thing where he put his hand behind his head and he started like shaking yeah and so at one point like I had my tongue sticking out at the same time so I was like yeah <laughs> and so oh, yeah, yeah so they took that photo and they just blew it up and put it on her man that's not PG you'll never get work in a kid show. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. No. It's okay. But like I have but like all my friends are like all my friends are like, yo, you are super sus. I'm like, whatever, man. I was like, I'm a grown man in a in a wrestling sport. I don't care what you guys have to say. Golly. <laughs> All right, well. I'm lost for words, man. <laughs> Great. <laughs> for the first time, I've actually got Max to be like, what? <laughs> got me. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to play a game on this show. This is Since this is the second one, uh, we call it Submit Pin DQ. Now, I'm going to fire off uh, nine different teams at you guys. And you can either pin them, submit them, or DQ them. So can we, can we converse with each other to come up with an answer? Yeah, you guys can. <laughs> oh, dude, this will be fun. <laughs> so talk this through. <laughs> so we'll give you guys uh, the f- so first three set of teams, right? So you can only pin one, submit one, DQ one, but we're gonna play three rounds. So your first teams, we're gonna put pure ignorance. We're gonna put. Riot City, and whatever members you want to choose. <laughs> and uh, last, the last team that we're going to do, uh, let's see, because they're not, a, they're not. We'll go Dog Nation. That's who we'll go with. 
Hey, River, did you wrestle Dog Nation? When? Voltage. Yep. Yep. You know better. You know better than me on that one. What would you do to those guys? I'd like to throw the Texas clover leaf on them. Oh, just wrench it back, take them down. Yeah. I could, I could lock one of them in real good. <laughs> yeah. So, Cliff, I think we're gonna make that. We're gonna make Dog Nation submit. Okay. <laughs> Let's so see, what pure, about yeah? I was saying who who are you taking to pin and who are you taking to DQ? Let's see, pure ignorance. Me and Ron beat them. Yep. Mm, we beat them really good too. Like they had a hard time walking when we were done because we came for that booty. And we could do all that with a DQ. We can. But would we get all that in and then get DQ'd, or would that cause us to get DQ'd, or are we DQing them? We're going to get them to get DQ'd because then that's just going to piss us off or we go whoop their ass even more. To be real, like I've never had that question asked back to me, so I'm like, you know what? No one probably ever took this long either. Well, that's it, man. Just I'm saying because <laughs> – this could go a couple different ways because if we DQ them, just go, wow, fuck them up. And then match is over, then, yeah, match is over. But then we could also go in there and fuck them up more just because we want to. Or we can make them fuck us up, throw the match, we win, but then we're pissed off and then we'll go back and fuck them up. And then... Um, it sounds like either way, you're just DQing pure ignorance. <laughs> we'll go yeah, with that. I think, yeah, I think that's just what we're going to go with. And so you guys going to pin Riot City. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let me give you three other teams. Uh, we're going to take them all out of WWE. So we'll have the Street Profits. We'll have the Mysterios. And then we're going to have a – let's go RK Bros. <laughs> I love that tag team, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm such a fan. <laughs> I don't know. I would probably I would want to pin uh, RK Bro because that'd be a feather in the cap right there, man. Yeah, I'd have to agree. <laughs> we can get them down long enough to get a one, two, three. Then hell yeah, we'll tap that shit to the fucking moon and back to the moon. To the moon. And then who was the other ones? Uh, Street Profits and then the Mysterios. Hmm. I think Ray's shoulders are bad, so I would I'd want to submit him since I'm doing that the rings of Saturn now. I just want to wrench him back and just be like take out his kid, be like, Welcome to the business, kid. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. What do you say, River? What we what are we doing? Street profits or Ray Mysterio? Yeah. We tapping him out? Yeah, we'll tap out Ray Mysterio. Or the what Mysterio. would you do to Ray Mysterio? Okay, bet. And then, well, I figure if you throw that on, I'll just throw the tech, the clover leaf on uh, Dominic on the <laughs> other one. Yeah, poor Dominic. That dude just catches all the asshole bits. That's what I've heard. I have honestly, like, I haven't watched. I don't know. I've never seen him wrestle. He that dude takes a good ass whooping. 
He does. Well, I mean, or I did see. I saw some of them the other day. I did watch the Royal Rumble, but that was it. Yeah, he takes a lot of heat. And then the funny thing was, is like when they when they signed his contract, right? Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins welcomed that man to WWE with just destroying him with canes. Like, oh my god, it was it was bad. Like, I'm sure you can still go on YouTube and find the video of him just taking cane shot after cane shot, like to the chest and back. I was like, oh, buddy, it's like welcome, to, welcome to WWE. <laughs> um, let's go with the last one. We're gonna do some mixed teams. Uh, but they all should be fairly familiar. So we will take the Young Bucks. We're going to take um, – let's go with the OGs themselves. Uh, we got to go with, obviously, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, uh, the Kingdom. And everybody's not-signed favorite tag team, the Briscoes. I want a new DQ with the Briscoes. I'd say do I'd say do the DQ with the Briscoes so we could bring it back again because that's that's how I'd want to straight up do because that would be just pin pin the Young Bucks obviously they're one of the best tag teams out there. Yeah, because we because Static H needs to get on the map and that's one way we could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, who was the other team? Uh, we went with the Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tap them out. Tap them out. (laughs) Well, there you have it. That is some pin, submit, and DQ. But more importantly, Max, River, what we need is for our viewers and our listeners to know where they can find you guys. StaticAgeBrand.com. Boom. Click that. Find everything. There's links to everything. We've got our we got our official store where you can buy Static Age merch. You can buy Mad Max merch. Here soon, you're going to find a couple new projects from me and River on there as well. We're talking about a T-shirt of the week. Okay. On top of that, go look for Egglaugh, the new metal band with uh, River on vocals. Hey, let's go. And then, Bet. Uh, I got a couple movies coming out, so you want to check those out too. Yeah, but it's all there. One stop shop. One stop shop, Pop. Bet. There you guys have it. That's how you find them. So, you know what this means? Like every good wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast business now, Ancient Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right. The man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You could call me your Sherpa. You should call me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it way more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. But it's about who's entering the ring. And today, you see him, Mad Max. You see River right there. It is Static Age. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to finish. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count pod. 
Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show some support, please.